1: In this episode, Eric discusses two meditation techniques he teaches and clarifies the difference between the Higher Balance Foundation Meditation and the Tones Meditation. Explore the benefits of each and understand the importance of absorbing prana and maintaining non-thought to fuel your energy body to function in these higher levels. Continue working with the Tones to learn how to move in the dimensional realm. Approach your training in a different way to operate under the radar and achieve greater results. Enjoy.
0: So what's more important, the foundation
2: meditation or the tones,
0: if you had to get rid of one of
2: them? D- you, you don't. You don't get rid of them. They're both critically important, mm-hmm. okay? Because nobody in their right mind is going to want to do tone meditations every day, okay? It's, 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 you have to understand that we are subjugated by 99% to be in this dimension so the more that you keep tampering with that there's a part of you that says i'm exhausted it's like working out at the gym every day and there's a reward to it but it's something that that should be only done in small increments you know maybe once a week here or maybe twice a week because what's funny is is you can be a sharp and it takes two seconds to find the tones once you're on your a game like literally and then after you don't do it for a few days, it's almost like you gotta take a few minutes trying to figure out how to pick up that wet ice cube again off the pan. It's like you, you've you lost your skill for it again. But having said that, the foundation, which is the most critically important thing to learn, okay? It is called foundation for a reason, okay? It's teaching you to, to process, to harness Prana, energy, these little dots have a kind of energy that will be transferred to you. You need that energy to do anything spiritually. The wood needs w- water and, and sunlight. Fire needs wood. Everything has in this dimension a an exchange of energy. That's part of the protocol. Everything, a car runs on gas. Gas has to come from, from fossil fuel. Fossil fuel, just, it, 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 there's always this transference. If you are going to be powerful, psychically, spiritually, healing, anything you need to understand and this is what almost all spiritual teachings don't do is where's this energy how do i harness it how do i bring it into me to empower myself you feed your physical body in order to get up and move and do everything you do you feel sluggish if you if you don't you feel terrible if you bring in bad resources for food and stuff your spiritual body your energy body cannot sustain off of organic foods it too, because it's another body layered in with your organic body, it's two two bodies like in, occupying the same amount of space, if you will. It needs its own kind of food. And so like plankton, I always say this, this particles of energy, you got to learn to bring it in. And this is what the foundation... You know, set does. It's teaching you to use what are really what chakras are meant for, not this color, you know, energy, music kind of crap stuff there. You put your fingers on a spot, you affect the nervous system of your body, it arcs just like TV antennas to get a TV in that's staticky. You touch it or you move, you get near it, it comes in clear. You touch your chakra points in the correct place, at the, the, the correct way, you all of a sudden attract prana into you. And it, it's it's processed in such a way that's unique to whatever you want it to do. But more so importantly, it's teaching you non-thought. Non-thought is how you control the tones. Non-thought is how you see the sideways rain. Non-thought is how you do telepathy or you sense stuff or how you heal somebody. Everything that bends the laws of physics, that's paranormal, metaphysical, spiritual, it's all the same thing. They always bunch it up into whatever hodgepodge they want. It's still the same thing. It is operated from a non-thought state of mind. But non-thought doesn't mean you're not thinking. You know what everything is. I always say, you know, have somebody hold you three objects and just say what they are in your, your head. Now do it without saying anything. One, you want to shout it. But the truth is, if you weren't shouting it because you're trained to do that, okay, if you could just have non-thought, you know what everything is. They could say, well, what was it? And you didn't say a word in your head. You could say, oh, you showed me a remote. You showed me a tablet. You showed me a doorknob. Boom. Okay. You're aware of everything. Why use words in your head? So you learn to, to bring your whole level up. Not only that, but, you know, look, just think about it. If, if you could have not thought, you really move into this state of consciousness that is really detached from, from trivial emotion, that is super, super calming and healing and stabilizing and centering. Okay, because it does all of these things as soon as you get rid of all the, the the hosh posh going in your head and you can learn to operate from this place that's a very powerful thing, and that's the one thing that other meditations I think stop at they they are all new aged up in the sense that you want to just relax with it well, that's great. Give that to the yoga people I'm a person who wants to explore the possibilities of my mind reality time space i i I live for this well. How you approach those things is through a non-thought state of consciousness. Foundation teaches you all this and much, much more. You you can't you can't do without it. It's it's it is the thing that everybody must have to proceed forward. Without having that, it's like having a car without keys. Cool.
0: Um, this is a person. Uh, it's a little bit long, but. Uh, they're saying I had an encounter with flying saucer when I was 12 years old. It was the summertime my family and at our co- we were at our cottage house. There were neighbors, two other families just enjoying the night sky, kids counting the stars, parents chatting, etc. The saucer was huge, came so close almost to our face and flashing lights and all. I still do remember even though it was long, long time ago, my family and neighbors they all got so frightened by the whole experience. But they all agreed it was incredibly beautiful. However, in just 10 minutes, they all forgot what they saw and exclaimed that it was more a mere satellite, but a flying, uh, rather than a flying saucer. It was wondering why their memories were erased, but mine, I know what I saw, and really opened up a whole new chapter in my life, and I became more of a person who questions this so called reality than we live in. So they're
2: just asking why. Yeah, well, the, you know, and I've, I've gone into this in a lot of the other modules. Um, look, there's white cells, there's red cells. Anybody who's read, you know, Handbook of the Navigator understands why I, I classify in those two things. But there are, are people, and they're, they're few, they're rare, and that's everybody who's listening to this stuff. This is why we're, we're driven to listen to this. This is why we seek it out. Um, I think that we're slightly uniquely in our consciousness uh, a bit different. And I think that unconsciously when we were talking about tones and stuff and how it moves this, this static energy around us also as a byproduct, I think that even without doing the tones, we, we have this kind of advantage, okay? And in some cases, not all cases, it allows us to retain stuff in a certain way. Having said that, we we have to take a step back and look at why these people forgot all of this. And as I've said before, I absolutely firmly believe that alien technology is, of course, superior to ours if they're flying around in ships that can transverse space, okay? But more so, it just makes absolute logic. Just like when we go to Africa into the jungle and we observe animals, we create these camouflaged houses and stuff like that and we don't want them to know we're there so we don't affect the, the normal... Uh, reactions of these species because they're going to be aware of us and not acting normal. We need to observe them in their normal habitat without them knowing we're there. That's how we're going to learn kind of the unusual things they do or the things that have never been seen before. When we deal with cultures that have not been contacted in the Amazon one of the biggest things is we don't want them to know that we're observing them every time they become in contact, all of a sudden they want to wear shorts, t-shirts. They want everything that we have. And sure, I can see that. And there's a part of me that says, you know, why not help them? But on the other token is, is that by by them not being aware of us, we may be able to observe something that they're doing that we as a culture have never thought of. I mean, I, I use the idea of the straw. You know, but it's something that I think would be commonly understandable. But if we never knew what a straw was, if we only just drank from a glass and used our lips to sing from, or from a, a, a water fountain, and it never never dawned on anybody to use a straw, if we observed them using something like a straw, this would would change everything. Okay, I mean that goes from not just drinking, but to plumbing, to moving water, waste. I mean, it would civilize a whole culture. Now. It would have to be something, you know, different. We often say that there are plants in the Amazon that are used by these tribes for healing stuff that has properties and biochemicals in it we we have never even seen before. They're aware of it. If that culture forgets how to use that because they get modernized by us and it's not handed down in traditions no more, okay, then that's lost. So the idea has always been that if there is an, an advanced civilization The number one protocol amongst a few is do not disturb the natives. In other words, don't let them know that you're there. Now, let's say you have a spacecraft and you're able to cloak that spacecraft sound-wise, visually-wise, from the primitives, which is going to be us, Okay, And I believe that there is more activity on that level going on constantly that we just can't detect. And I have good reason to believe that. Having said that, let's say something as we know, technology's technology, malfunctions. And all of a sudden, we realize, oh my god, all the natives are huddling, pointing up at us. Oh oh my god, uh, the switch wasn't on, or it's not functioning right. Okay, all right, well, now, now this whole whole group of people know we're here, we're going to affect civilization, oh my god, we're going to be in trouble with the other galactic league, we, we've blown it, yada yada, and somebody comes along and says, hey, don't sweat it, just hit the erase button just send out a little little wave of energy, just like Wi-Fi or whatever, and it's going to go through their amygdala, duglio whatever, okay? And it's going to just basically fade their memory and minimalize it to where it's no big deal. It'll be just like the same thing that when they wake up from a dream and they're all emotionally upset about it or they are all excited about it, why after an hour or two they begin to forget all about their dream and it becomes nonsense to them and it becomes, de- becomes it becomes minimalized. It's, it's releasing the same thing. It's just something that we actually observed and experienced, versus something that we almost observed and experienced in our dream, which felt very real. So they're, they're, that's technology, and that's what they're doing.
0: And a white cell could.
2: A white cell may be able to resist it, depending on their development, and where their consciousness is. Cool. Which is why we teach techniques to really manipulate that forward, also.
3: So going back to the sideways rain. Hmm. You would. It seems like step one would be working on seeing energy and thus start to seeing the sideways rain. Mm-hmm. Would step two be to when it comes to integrating with it? Would it, that be through working with the tones? As in the sense,
2: I I don't really integrate the tones with seeing the sideways rain. Mm-hmm. I think the sideways rain is something that you should do maybe once a month. Okay. And the reason it's just to reconnect your core with the sense of knowing what everything really is. But at the end of the day, you 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 have to understand the hardest thing to do is to breach the sideways rain. I mean everybody wants to know, can I go beside beyond the sideways rain and what is beyond that, okay? And that I keep saying is a whole nother conversation okay, because there's no point even having that conversation unless you begin to understand that in the matrix, in the simulated reality, in the illusion you first have to realize you're in an illusion to affect an illusion okay, you have to first realize that you're in a simulated reality to affect the simulated reality. In order to have superpowers, in order to be able to heal people, in order to be able to see energy, in order to do these things on any greater level, you have to understand what you're in. So why not learn to bend reality or the rules, hack reality as we'll call it, okay? That is going to better prepare you for a much bigger task. And that is still what's nagging in the back of your mind, is what's beyond the sideways rain.
3: When people are working towards that level of seeing the sideways rain and they start to babble, or they start to, as in your class from the other night, you said um, the, the I want, the, the part of yes. your mind that jumps out. Right. Um, you are saying that that, in a sense, shuts down their experience, or it makes the, the guy mind, the matrix, or his level of intelligence just shut down the whole experience, saying that it needs to be auto-correct. Is there a way to better kind of work under the radar? Yeah. Um, let's let's take
2: state? this very difficult subject and let me, again, try to find a new way to to to, to give you an angle on this that maybe is a revelation. Higher Balance has a ton of material. It is a college. There's no question about it. And we, no doubt in my mind, definitely produce the most knowledgeable, gifted, most fascinating. If you're not an interesting person, I don't give a shit how simple-minded you are. You do just a small amount of HBI material, and you are going to be the conversation for anybody to talk to outside of our bubble, okay? And we know that as a fact. You're going to be the most interesting person. All the material is designed to give you knowledge, insight, techniques, all of these things. If you saturate your mind with these things, okay, and you go through it in the sense of just uh, exposing yourself to the knowledge, okay, and then you go into practicing a little bit, like anything else, it becomes slowly, I don't want to say mundane, but it becomes the norm, when something is new and fresh, your mind babbles a mile a minute. When you start to become to the point where you're making it part of your, your day-to-day life and your day-to-day practice, this is why one practices so much. It's, it's, it's that in the mundaneness comes the escape through the matrix in the mundaneness comes the level of the babbler slowly becoming indifferent it knows all of these things already you're going through the motions you just got to stay focused okay then this is when you hit these higher pivotal moments these this the higher levels of like holy shit damn this just really happened or i was just able to experience this you breach the next level OK, so in a way you want to expose yourself to every single possibility and mull it over in your brain, whether or not you're actively doing it or not. You, you are minimalizing something that would be raw and shocking to you and stop you dead in your tracks if you didn't have a idea of what's going on and, and an exposure to it to a certain level, inch by inch by inch, exposing more and more. So I think that through practice and through exposure, the reason to practice, aka, is to get to a simple mundane level of your practice, that that is what basically makes the babbler reside back. So if you are pushing these levels and you have that I want kind of voice in the back of your head that we were talking about, the way that you're talking to help minimize that is to basically say in that week i'm going to look at these teachings and approach these different subjects and kind of saturate myself with this go into practice a little bit and then at the end of the month i'm going i'm going to hit this big and see if we can crack the big code
3: that's great
2: I think it's a it's a, a nice way to come that's
3: at very it
2: very good but this is this is the this is the mystic this is the person who's determined this is mm-hmm. this is the badasses, not the not the ones who are just kind of you know
0: What does the moving of one's life force energy up the spine to the brain mean in context to us living in a virtual or simulated reality?
2: Well, this is traditionally, um, you know, uh, uh, kundalini, you get into kind of Raja Yoga stuff. in you know kundalini um release is you know an energy that starts at your spine and goes up and and we talk about this in great depth i've done classes on this and stuff and you have to be very careful because you can affect the nervous system of your body and you can give yourself muscle spasms in your back and cramps and and stuff like that having said that you can get heat flashes that start from the bottom up which is basically the direction you want to go having said that kundalini is a dispersing of energy if you want to look at it in the context of a simulated reality, you could say that what you're doing is you're short-circuiting your connection to reality, and in so doing, you're going to have a spike where you are kind of manipulating or ruffling reality to a certain degree and this is why people have different levels of experiences in that moment which can be time distorted, can be you know uh, extreme uh, movement of static energy through the body where you literally can feel the electrical pulses going through your, your legs and your hands. Um, but it's it's really about whether or not you have the control through your practices and your discipline, because for most people, that's as far as they get. It's like, okay, great, you've released some Kundalini. I don't see the point of releasing Kundalini unless you can take that energy and and use it. You know, it's like it's like pouring twenty gallons of gas on the ground. Instead of putting in a gas tank and moving the car, you know, X amount of difference. As far as I'm concerned, you can see, you know, people are just sniffing the fumes going, oh, wow, I did this. You've, you've got to put things to practice and give an order to it. But in, in the sense of if you can control it and you can intertwine it in with uh, uh, looking at the sideways rain, being in that state of moment, being in that state of thought and compile these things, it could get very interesting. But it's juggling. You got it. You got to develop your skill level to that. If monks try to accomplish
0: breaking out of the simulated reality, staying out of society for 30 years or whatever, does this help to achieve the goal? And if not, why does having one foot in and and another foot out of this life work better?
2: Okay. well, look, first of all. We hear about monks going into the caves for 35 years, okay? I've yet to meet a monk who went into a cave for 35 years, okay? This is like um, uh, along the lines of, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, um, what do they call it? Uh, 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 There's a name for it. Uh, Like, you know, stories that become, urban legends, okay? It's like an urban legend in a sense. Look, if, if spiritual people go into there, do they, do they end up hacking into reality? Fuck yes. Think about it. They're talking about other dimensions, other phenomena, other worlds, other beings are meeting, and they're they're preferring to be in those places more than they prefer to be in this place, but they keep getting anchored back to here, so they have to keep checking in, okay? So let's just, let's clear that up, okay? That the old school way of calling these things, okay, and not really knowing what the higher level of that is, is thinking of them as other worlds. I would say you're just going into a dream mind, even though it's a hive collective where there's other consciousnesses in there, which is what we call our reality, okay, and you're integrating with other people. It's exchange of information, which is ideal, okay. Having said that, I think there's a limitation from their, their exposure to the mainframe of this reality, meaning that the majority of people here understand Wi-Fi, they understand technology a certain degree, but those who can can even dial into it more, okay, and if you were a monk exposing it. it's it's like to say if you were 70 years old, is that person going to translate to, to technology today? Uh, in a way that they're just going to get it. They're going to totally understand it and work with it. Ten to one, they're not going to have an interest. They want to stick to what they know. I think that that a lot of people who are very spiritual extract themselves from society, and there's a hive collective of data going on, and that in itself prevents them from really pushing their own limits of their their phenomena. I also think that um, a lot of people who would be considered these kind of monks, okay, that um, I think in certain ways that they extract themselves from the world which is very interesting because I, I think of it akin to simulated reality when we are looking at the future that when we continue to develop simulated reality and you're able to hook it up to your nervous system of your body put on the things I mean it's already getting close to this where you are getting the goggles and the headphones on that you prefer to be in that world more than you prefer to be in this world and what's going to happen is, is is just like video games kids now who are in adults are are playing these games for weeks on end preferring to be in that 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 video game playing it and they're just looking at a monitor let alone dialed into a simulated gargles okay and they're extracting themselves from the reality of their responsibilities of life, work, all these other things. Okay? So there's a deterioration of their life while there's an acceleration in the game world, which is not where they're based at, where their root is at. So I think these people are doing the same thing. I think these spiritual people are extracting themselves into these realms okay, and preferring to be there. But the problem is, is they're not contributing as much as they could be to this world. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. And in the end, if you think about this, if we are in a simulated reality, illusion call, whatever you want, there is a base purpose for this. If there's no purpose, scrap the whole program. Get rid of reality, okay? Get rid of the simulated. None of us need to exist. There is a base purpose. If you are not fulfilling that base purpose, the machine is going to work against you because it wants you to work with the program. Do you understand? It wants you to to kind of fulfill whatever it is you need you to do. So hence one foot in, one foot out. You're relieving some of this, this pressure from the matrix isolating you, recognizing you, and and adding more, which we already deal with, which we call the dough, or why is it that every time you get really super spiritual, you're really getting on your A-game with it, that something always happens on a cataclysmic level in your life that really just doughs you out. Like, you go, oh, I got to pay these bills, and now I got a thing that, you know, I, I got to deal with my car, or my car's going to get towed. I gotta do. It, like, forces you into to doing resources or health issues or something. That is it sensing you extracting yourself to a certain degree off of the, the matrix, if you will. So, what I try to do is teach people how to handle both of those things so that you can maximize your growth until you can control that aspect. in essence, I think that they're extracting themselves. And number two is they are also in what I call a, a situation that's uniquely different that I have to say impoverished, okay? But this is why you have a lot of spiritual acceleration like in Hinduism, Vedic teachings and stuff, which I think is the, the prime areas, you know, the good quality stuff, you know, Buddhism stuff, that that they don't have the income to go out and buy trucks and toys and vacations and tv and satellite tv and all of these things that really distract our mind they're they're geared more for inner reflection they're in they're geared more in their society for tranquility, or to be extracted from those things, there's not much to occupy you. Okay, so you're in a house that doesn't have a TV. Doesn't in a house that may not have electricity. In a house that has minimal food. In a house that has really no entertainment other than social gatherings, which is fine. But you, if you do have social gatherings, ten to one, you're talking about the things that stimulate your mind. Well, after you talk about the 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 the, the growing fields, and you talk about the weather, and you talk about the kids, and you, how many things can you talk about until you start going back to what? Is considered in old world times metaphysical, paranormal, spiritual. And so that becomes the inner reflection that's accelerating those groups of people in those areas and they tend to find one another and keep pushing into entering this other realm of reality. So, I think that there's advantages to that. I think there's disadvantages. And I think that in a modern world, this is why I say we have to approach it the way we do. If I lived or we lived in a place that was extremely impoverished or provided us in a temple situation where we could minimalize our efforts, then that might be a little bit of a game changer. But I also think that that there's an unfortunate lack of integration that's necessary from those people and the ones that do integrate I don't think are as skilled as the one that have have extracted themselves. You know the only thing I would want to say is that we do have uh, events coming up you should go on to what is it going to be on higherbalance.com events just so it can stay fresh. But we're always doing and releasing local events that could be in different people's areas. If you want to attend a class, there's nothing like a live class. There's nothing like a live class. And I'll be the first one to admit it. Um, The experiences are probably uh, off the hook. Uh, Information's great. And I love to meet new people. I love to meet my people, as they say. So you know, make it happen. And uh, that's why we're making it happen. That's why we're showing up in these places. Check out the stuff. Check out the modules if you want more intense, more more information and in what I'm doing, more techniques and stuff. Please, people, support Higher Balance, uh, get our modules. Uh, call up the staff, ask about stuff you're interested in. They can point you in the right direction for stuff that we think would work for you. We always give a 100% money back guarantee. If you're not happy with something, we're happy to refund your money. We've been around a long time. We've got a great reputation and uh, you know we're there for people and we're the real deal. We're not in studios with uh, scripted stuff. We keep it off the cuff. We keep it grassroots and we keep it real. Thank you.
1: A lot of people ask us, Where is the best place to start with our courses and material? The fundamental backbone of everything in our catalog is the Foundation Meditation System. This is a unique meditation technique geared to the purpose of absorbing prana, stimulating key regions of the body that enhance sensory development, and allow one to tap into a source of unbridled spiritual energy. Foundation Meditation can be learned in our book, Meditation Within Eternity, Or you can visit our website, foundationmeditation.com, to acquire the audio course. Again, that's foundationmeditation.com. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a positive review to help others like yourself find this knowledge. If you would like to support this podcast, please visit our online store at higherbalance.com. Meditation,
4: it's more than just relaxation. There are different kinds of meditation just like there are different tools to do a job. Finding the right kind of meditation will decide whether you awaken or whether you just simply drift. Energy, more than just a thought but of movement that you can literally feel through your body. Visions, more than a faded idea within your consciousness, but rather a vivid reality so clear it'll make you question reality itself. Meditation, if used properly, will show you how to move the currents of your mind to a better life, a more prosperous life, consciousness expanding, memory improvement, inner balance, higher balance. Most of all, discover who and what you are and what you can do. Join us at Higher Balance Institute. We'll help change your world.